0: Wow. Episode 6 of the Hang with Grez podcast. How the fuck are you? (laughs) Uh, Today is June the 7th, 2020. This is your host, your buddy, old pal, Grez. Thank you for choosing... To listen to this podcast, you can find me on anything, wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Anchor, Spreaker, Apple iTunes. Ah, we love podcast noise, that was, let me just scope it down some nice iced tea. How the hell are you? to check out my other uh, to check out my YouTube channels uh Grez if you like adventures you know, famous places, landmarks, graves, nostalgia, anything random. The Grez show, which is where you could find this podcast on YouTube, Little sketches, comedy things and whatnot. And from the Bleachers sports show we talk sports we talk sp- we talk sports. that's what we do, and uh jeez, oh, where do we begin? huh well, I guess we could begin uh oh wow 2020 like needs to end already right it needs to end already (laughs) wow sunday Now, if you're experiencing Sunday, which today is, when this podcast is being recorded, maybe you could write a little song called, Where in the Hell Did My Weekend Go? Sunday fun day. It's your favorite, right? Just sitting back, relaxing, chilling. Listen to the podcast of your buddy old pal Grez Not ready for Monday, are you? Can you have another Sunday? I'm busy doing Sunday. As you're drifting in and out of consciousness, in and out of sleep, you're tired, Sunday fun day, Sunday, everyone wants to sleep in, right, some of us, well, you know, we could agree that you really need a a day in between, Saturday and Sunday, that would be ideal. Right? A lot of people, though, (laughs) when Sunday comes, I guess, listen, I I, I know it too. It's a little different, you know, during this quarantine, which God, we're still in. We're still in this damn quarantine <laughs> we're still in this damn qu- i think we be- i think we believe uh begin phase one uh tomorrow, but still in this damn quarantine, so it's a little bit different because like you know for the most part, all of us are working from home a lot of people are working from home rather. Unless you're an essential worker, which we greatly appreciate, but if you're, you know, average Joe Schmo, you're probably working from home. Don't actually be considered an essential worker, believe it or not, but have the option of working from home. So anyway, it's like okay, you still have you still have work tomorrow, right? Because today's Sunday and Monday is the beginning of the work week. But it's not like you have to, like, if you're working from home, it's not like you have to get dressed up or anything, right? You could still kind of, like, hang out in your shorts, you know, have, have a little cup of coffee at your desk, have a little snack at your desk, you know, uh, kind of. Be slouched over in, in your work chair at, at home. Kind of, you don't have. You don't have everyone overlooking your shoulder. All the time, right? You kind of, it's more relaxed. You know that lunch break. That's forty-five minutes. eh you could, you could, maybe uh, push it to an hour, hour fifteen. So there, there, there. You know, there, there are a couple of things that you could. Get away with now, right, so it's not like the end of the world, not that bad, really like going to work it's like it's like you're you're kinda going to work, but you're not it's almost like a half day kinda right, I think we're in agreement with that, so it's not that bad, but still, you know once everything changes is anyone and everyone is excuse me yarny poos (laughs) so (laughs) so it's like yeah when you go back to work that's when then monday comes and you're like oh my god it's monday when you go back to work oh i don't want to go back to work and then you got it's some jackass Uh, going next to you over here, is you'd be like, the fuck you think comes after Sunday, Sunday Junior? <laughs> of course it's Monday, suck it up, buttercup. <sighs> so that's it. Shmonday. Smonday have you guys ever heard of Smonday? Yes, Monday. It's exactly. It's spelled exactly the way it sounds. Shmunday. And that's. The moment when Sunday stops feeling like a Sunday. Wait, no. <laughs> Let's try this again. Shmunday. Shmunday. The moment when Sunday. Stops feeling like a Sunday. Moment when Sunday stops feeling like a Sunday, and anxiety of Monday starts to kick in. Shoo, shoo! Happy Monday, everybody! Happy Monday! Happy Monday! Money, money. Right. By the way, is the corona still here? <laughs> it's the corona. Like I mean, it, it. It. Like the. Have you noticed? Like the whole focus. Like the whole focus of. uh, the whole focus has all, the, all of a sudden stopped like there's no longer about the corona like it disappeared on TV you don't hear about the coronavirus anymore makes you think right anyway now the the children of the coronavirus age you know like my son what he's 3 years old now for example Every time he's going to hear a car honking, he thinks that everyone's having a party outside. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sometimes you question things. It's good to question things. Don't ever forget that. In 2000, Some fear strikes. In 2000, Y2K is going to destroy everything. You remember Y2K, right? Then in 2001, you had anthrax. That's going to kill you all. It's going to kill us all. 2002, we had the West Nile virus. That's going to kill us. SARS made its debut in 2003. That's going to kill us. Bird flu... Going to kill us in 2005. E. coli. That's going to kill you in 2006. 2007 took an off year. Don't worry. 2008. The financial collapse. That's going to destroy you. Let me let me go back into the two thousand eight financial collapse. But we'll 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 continue. Two thousand nine swine flu. It's gonna kill us all. Two thousand and twelve. So 2010, 2011 took off off years. And two thousand twelve, the Mayan calendar. That's the year that they predicted that the world is ending. Two thousand thirteen. North Korea is going to cause World War II. 2014, Ebola virus is going to kill you all. 2015, ISIS, well, they're going to kill you. 2016, Zika virus is going to kill you. 2017, 2018, 2019... All hush-hush, quiet. But 2020 came roaring back with the coronavirus. Well, and that's supposedly going to kill us all. Just me, just me, your buddy old pal here telling you the, the truth is fear is going to kill you. Turn off the TV, and let's wash our hands, right? That's all. That's all. I think that's the truth. I think that's something that uh, we could agree upon. But I want to go back into, kind of give you an idea. Now, in 2008, there was a financial collapse, so to speak. Don't know how, how old you guys are. Uh, but I'll give you a little bit of a insight as to what was going on as far as the mortgage industry, the housing industry was affected uh, back then. In 2008. And that's the beauty of this podcast. We uh, we will talk about everything and anything. You know, sports, finance. Yada, yada, yada. All that good stuff. Now we're talking some finance, right? I'm not doing uh, jockery all the time. Some sports. We'll mix in some sports as well. Back in 2008. I was in the mortgage industry, mortgage loan officer. I'm still a mortgage loan officer, so to speak. Just a different sector and it's a little bit more, a little bit more in depth, Kind of a little bit, a lot more intricate and it's a little bit more to it than just a loan officer now than what I was before. But that's for a, Another story for another day. You know, back then, prior to the financial collapse, give you an example. Had a customer um, who lived in a town in Martinsville, New Jersey. Martinsville, New Jersey. Beautiful home at that point. This is probably 2006, 2007 in that time frame. Home is worth yeah, 1.2 million mansion. I think her mortgage at the time was roughly uh, I think like 125. So her loan to value ratio what that means is Um, look at this for the math lesson here, value of the home divided by a mortgage balance. And that gives you a percentage. And that percentage is key because back then, and even now to a point, but we're just talking back then, the lower your the, the lower your loan to value ratio was, the better that is. It's less of a you know, less of a risk. So the individual, keep in mind, was looking to cash out money. She had to pay off a lien. So now here is the problem. Back then, your docu your your loan. I believe the amount that she was looking for total was about 700000 And the um, problem was her husband uh, was self-employed. Well, he was self-employed, which was okay, and the uh, you're self-employed you could get a loan but his credit score was horrible so he couldn't go on the loan so the wife uh, went on the loan just the wife on a great credit score about an 800 score at that time on a no documentation Loan meaning you don't show your financials. Pretty much all that you go by is just the reputation on your credit score. No doc. No doc. Just the reputation of your credit score. Not stating how much you're making. Not showing how much you're making. No doc. Very risky loan. Luckily, this individual, perfect cl- client, through and through. Then you had other loans, stated income, where well, you don't show your tax returns. Stated income. You just saw refinance. Stated income, you're stating how much you're making without verifying it, and your credit score is respectable. It's high up there as well. Stated. So sometimes these loans uh, did not work out that well because you did not show any documentation. Um, you, you just simply stated how much you made. All that was done was employment verification. You don't show your taxes. You state how much you made. Employment verification. And because you're stating how much you're making, not showing your taxes, your interest rate was a little bit higher sometimes. Those were your stated deals. He then had loans that were hard money loans, foreclosure bailouts. People that had fallen on, let's say, hard times, or had bad credit scores, but had decent loan-to-value, which means decent equity again, on their, prop, uh, on their property value versus compared to how much they owe on the mortgage. But you had horrible credit, you had horrible credit, but you had equity, the bank would give you a loan. Hard money loans, foreclosure, loan, foreclosure bailouts, sometimes if you fell into a foreclosure situation, they would still give you a loan. But with this, uh, you know, even at that point, they were, s- uh, you know, stated. No documentation, hard money loans. Imagine that. Stated how much you're making, not showing your tax returns. And you have horrible credit. They would still do loans. These interest rates were, you know, sometimes 12%. but, hey, the way people looked at them back then is um, it helped people get out of a bad situation and uh, kind of helped them get out of a hole. For the most part it did, sometimes it didn't. You know, that was another type of a loan. You then also had loans which unfortunately a lot of people did not understand of didn't understand wasn't explained to them the right way all that they were sold uh, was a very low payment but they never realized what that very low payment meant there were loans back then that were called negative amortizations negative amortization loans uh you had usually four options in this loan uh you had the interest only option i believe it was the 15-year option the 30-year option and the bare minimum payment, I believe, was the, the wording that they used for, for those loans. And, well, the, the bare minimum payment, what that means is that was the negative amortization option where you're not even breaking even with the interest that's due to the bank. And that's that difference from what the interest is what the interest is supposed to be to what you're paying, that gets thrown in to the back end of the loan. So for example, say the interest due on your loan to break even with the bank each month was a $1,000. You had you made a payment, because that was one of your options, of $600. So that difference, each month, 1000 a, a from $600 uh, would be thrown into the back end of the loan, would be added in towards your loan. So now, as opposed to, as opposed to paying down your loan, your balance is going up each month, because you're not even breaking not even breaking even with the bank, not even covering your interest that was due. And these people, you know, they had great credit scores to begin with. They these were full documentation deals more than likely, being uh, you know c- considering house you know these more than likely were um, full documentation deals never explained the right way for the most part and next thing you know negative amortization it's time to refinance or they needed uh, because you know because they need to do improvements or you know. Um, Things have arrived and uh, they need to refinance and now they no longer could refinance because they have no equity because of them adding on to their loan balance. Sometimes people will just pay the interest only payment on the loan and that right there is no good either because you're not paying down your balance, you're just breaking even with the bank. So, you know, these type of loans, the mortgage industry crashed because of these type of loans. Those were, in part, the contributions. They contributed. These subprime loans, as they were referred to, Um, and not saying everyone was a bad apple, but, um, you know, some people, uh, unfortunately, were duped into these loans, or you had, you know, again, the another type of loan there too, which contributed to this, was uh, the adjustable rates, where, you know, you have a lower rate for two or three years, usually two years or three-year or five-year, depending on the type of arm that you got. And then, you know, at the end of that third, second, third, fifth year, it was time to refinance, and now you can't refinance, you have no equity, you no longer qualify for your loan, and to make matters worse, your interest rate is going up. You know, so these type of mortgages... unfortunately contributed to a lot of bad things a lot of homes became in foreclosure because the homes went in foreclosure you know the bank uh the banks at that point were just looking to break even they were selling them at a discount and when they were selling them at a discount that also affects the property value of the neighboring homes so Everyone was then suffering at that point. You know the the long and and uh, short story of it right there in a nutshell. You know I remember that time because uh, many banks that we dealt business with for subprime loans, um, you know they um, they went away. These banks, New Century Mortgage, you know immigrant savings, Saxon Mortgage, all these loan services that specialized in subprime loans. uh, What once helped no longer did help and uh, kind of did more harm than good. Now, slowly and surely, you know, still being in the in the the business, I do see things, you know, slowly, you know, uh, turning back around. The other options there, you know, there's some pretty good options there um, for people looking to buy a home and. That's for another time, another discussion for Down the Road. Don't want to bore you with that uh, for the uh, the whole podcast. So uh, we will chat about that someday, and sometime later on. But yeah, that is, you know, that's kind of what was going on. Uh, Back then, in 2008, I remind you to uh, definitely check out my podcast on uh, anywhere that you check out your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, yada, 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 all that good stuff. Um do uh do share my video too. Would you? That would also uh help your buddy old pal along. And uh, my two uh, my youtube channel channels of note is uh Grez Show Comedy sketches, skits, all that good stuff. And Grez, where we uh, talk about um, and go to famous uh, places, you know, nostalgia. Things of uh, all that good stuff, too. (laughs) Oh. I have a poll as well. Do check that out here. As we take a slight pause here. Do you wanna kind of uh doing this on the fly here? Let me let me read this to make sure I'm passing along the right. Right information, don't want to give anyone the wrong information. <laughs> Let me think. Let me get into this uh, for quite a second here, because we do cover uh, sports, right? Basketball, real quickly. Oh basketball, hockey. They have all come out to the forefront. They're all saying that, uh, you know, they will resume their league, resume um, uh, playing again. And the Nets, well, I am a Net fan, that's right. Uh, all five of us are Net fans here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh let's have a chance to make some noise in the um in the playoffs. And uh Kevin Durant, who was their big free engine signee, we knew that he was really had no chance of uh playing this year because he was recovering from a uh, Achilles injury, which, you know, is is fine. Uh, You know, uh, fine. We'll wait. (laughs) We suffered. We continue to suffer, so we could wait. But then uh, COVID came along and turned everything... Upside down. Upside the fuck down. And the base uh the basketball season was placed on hold. So I thought to myself Alright, so now being at the basketball season I think is being uh resumed back to January, July thirty first. Okay. You have eight games Where he could kind of get in the swing of things, get in the swing of things, test everything out, make sure everything is a okay. Because at that point, he's already been on the shelf for over 400 days, something like 440. He's on the shelf. Eight games to test out how things are. Then you go into the playoffs, high intensity. And now we have a real legitimate shot of, uh, you know, seeing what could be done, making some noise. It's a whole different situation. Whole different, you know, feel to it now since the league has been stopped. And a lot of these players on this net team right now probably are going to be gone. So we could see what Durant does now you know uh and i thought wow listen we we definitely have a chance pretty much comes out and says that uh no that won't be happening that he had a a game plan for for this entire uh year in rehab though he's already been playing non-contact it's like wow <laughs> so sales have been knocked out. I thought there could have been a possibility. Could have been. Guess we might never, never know. Well, (laughs) coming out of England. There's a story that says sex with someone you don't live with is now illegal in England. I would love to be in the courtroom, right? I didn't put it in, Your Honor. trouble is two or more people involved would not admit it. Forcing them to be sampled would be a human's rights issue, right? So how do you prove it? Yes, I heard sex noises from next door. Yes, we watch porn at two meters apart and turn up the volume. <laughs> Are apartments living together? Asking for a friend. A lot more people moving in together and a lot more messy breakups. How long would they enforce that? People will just use their gardens. What if it's the only exercise that they could get? Then is it still illegal? I heard Australia had this, uh, try this and it only lasted for two hours. (laughs) The Puritans are back and that's not very mashable. (laughs) Strange, right? Back to fortification under consent of the king. Some are saying, Thank goodness my hand lives with me. <laughs> That's it for another edition. Listen, I hope all is well. Take some time. To relax, spread the podcast, spread it with love, and I will see you here, back very, very soon. Ciao.